Welcome to National Parks for Kids, the podcast made for kids and families wanting a little more information about the national parks. I'm Jamie. And I'm Brant. Together, we will be making a podcast for each of the national parks. Brant had this idea to make the podcast while exploring the national parks of Colorado to share information and some of our favorite things to do in each park. Come adventure with us. Come adventure with us. Welcome. The national park we're going to be learning about today is Acadia National Park in Maine. On a spectacular shoreline. Acadia is one of America's smallest national parks. It is, but it is also the fifth most visited out of the 63 national parks. The park has rocky beaches and rocky islands. Yeah, it also has spruce fir forests, granite peaks, and the 1,530-foot Cadillac Mountain, the tallest point on the eastern coast of the United States. And there's a cave with partially underwater. Yes, it's off the coast of Mount Desert Island. When the waves crash, it sounds like bolts of thunder. Yes, it's very loud. Acadia was established as a park in 1919. That's over a hundred years ago. That's right. But for thousands of years before the park's creation, the land was home to Native American tribes, including the Maliseet, the Micmac, the Posmoquity, and the Penobscot, collectively known as the Wabanaki, or people of the Dawnland. People have lived there for more than 12,000 years. Yes, and as with many indigenous peoples, they have a harrowing past and strange relations with the European settlers. The European people tried to take away the land from the Wabanaki people. Yeah, unfortunately, the settlers tried to displace and erase the Wabanaki people. But the Wabanaki people resisted and were resilient. You can visit the nearby Abbey Museum to learn more about the first inhabitants of Acadia National Park and see the largest collection of Maine Indian basketry. Let's tell our visitors about the harvesting of sweet grass. Oh yeah, in Acadia? Good idea. Although Acadia National Park lies in the Wabanaki homeland, for most of the last century, the federal government prohibited Wabanaki people from harvesting sweet grass within the boundaries of Acadia National Park. But in 2015, the National Park Service issued regulations for the gathering of certain plants or plant parts by federally recognized Indian tribes. This was a significant development both for national parks and the tribes with whom they work. It opened a path for indigenous people to renew their cultural practices and relations with valued places in their homeland of Acadia National Park. I'm glad they get to do that. How big is Acadia National Park? Great question. It's nearly 50,000 acres, and more than 30,000 acres are located on Mount Desert Island, a 108-square-mile coastal island shaped like a lobster's claw. I remember eating lobster rolls in Maine. Ooh, me too. Lobsters are very popular there, and they are delicious. I have a lobster joke for you. Why do lobsters don't like to share? Hmm. I don't know. Why? Because they're shellfish. (laughs) I get it. Like 
Shellfish sounds like selfish. selfish. You can find lobster off the coastal waters of Maine. It's a big industry there. Acadia includes islands and a peninsula jutting from Maine's shoreline. What if, if you want to get around the islands but you forgot a boat? Well, interesting enough, during low tide, there is a mile-long gravel path that is exposed between Mount Desert Island and Bar Island, and tourists can walk the rocky route to the visitor Bar Island sections of Acadia before the tide rises again. Make sure you check the tides before you head out! Yes, the land bridge is only accessible one and a half hours before and after low tide. If stranded, the next low tide will not occur for nine hours, and users will need to hire a water taxi. It's about two miles around trip. Yeah, so it's totally doable if you have kids. What was your favorite thing that we did in Acadia? The horse-run carriage ride. Oh, the horse-drawn carriage ride. That was fun. And we learned a lot of history along the ride. There are 45 miles of carriage roads. Yeah, they were a gift from John T. Rockefeller Jr. and family. Rockefeller was a man of great wealth or money. He bought a summer home in 1910 in Seal Harbor. Rockefeller had an idea. What if there was a system of roads in which cars were forbidden or not allowed? and only visitors were able to navigate in order to enjoy the park's awe-inspiring views. These roads weave around the mountains and valleys of Acadia National Park. Most of the roads are available for horseback travel either on a carriage ride with wildwood stables or on a horse of your own. A really interesting fact is that Acadia was created entirely by private land donations. What does that mean, Mom? Well, that means that people donated or gave away their land to help protect it and form a national park. George Buckman Dorr, known as the father of Acadia National Park, spent most of his adult life bringing the park into being, caring for the park, and expanding it. I will help make a national park. Oh, that would be awesome. It sure was generous of the people who donated the land to Acadia. Or another word for that is philanthropic. Can you say that, Brant? Phil... Philanthropic. You got it. Add that to your word bank. Do you remember what the weather was like when we were there in September, Brant? It was cold. Bring a jacket if it's not summer when you go. Yeah, we were there in the fall to see the leaves change. The beaches were really beautiful, too. Oh, yeah. Sand Lake and Echo Lake Beak were gorgeous. The water at Sand Beach was almost a turquoise color when we were there. We also did some hiking. Yeah, there are so many amazing hiking trails in Acadia. There are 150 miles of trails to Acadia National Park. Yeah, you can immerse yourself in forests or walk along rocky coastline or stand on exposed mountaintops, sometimes all in one hike. But don't be fooled by the height of the park's mountains. Challenging hikes climb from sea level to the summit or the top of the mountains. Or you can just take a leisurely stroll along the coast or around a lake. There are plenty of easier, more level options. Many trails can also be combined with walks on the carriage roads and the dirt and fire roads. You may also saw wildlife. Oh yeah, there are 338 bird species flying around the park. Acadia is considered a premier bird watching spot. There are falcons, owls, and eagles. 
Yeah, there's also water-based birds like loons, ducks, and shorebirds, and landlocked birds like woodpeckers, songbirds, and warblers. There are also 40 species of mammals. Yeah, one of my favorites, the North American beaver, is routinely found in the park in sustainable numbers. Beaver dams and lodges are regularly seen by those who visit many of the freshwater lakes in the park. They are most often viewed around dawn or dusk. Beavers were not always at Acadia, though. George Dorr, the park's first superintendent, believed it was important to bring the species back to an area that was historically theirs. The stories of beavers on Mount Desert Island is a long history of reintroduction, relocation, and management. Acadia continues to manage and seek ways to maintain a peaceful coexistence between beavers and humans. Mom, remember when we saw a beaver? I do. Do you remember where we were when we saw it? Yes, on a rafting trip. Yeah, we rafted the Green River with all of our family. It was a pretty spectacular trip. Um, But we saw a beaver right by our camp that night, and I had a special experience seeing a beaver by the Groover. Do you remember what a Groover is, Brant? It's where you go poop or pee. (laughs) It sure is. Yep, sitting on the Groover, a beaver walked right by me collecting sticks. Other animals in Kenya are deer. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of deer there. Hey, Mom, what do you call a deer with no eyes? Hmm, what do you call a deer with no eyes? Uh, no idea. No idea, like it has no eyes. No idea. I like it. The park is also working hard to protect the bats. Yes, they are working hard to protect the bats. They're an important part of our ecosystem. They eat insects. That's right. A nursing mother bat can eat four thousand insects in a night. Four thousand. But unfortunately, a fungus called white nose syndrome has killed 80% of the bats in Acadia National Park. What are they doing to help the bats, Mom? They are trying to protect bat habitat and keep a close eye monitoring bat populations, preventing disease spread, and educating visitors about how they can help. How can we help? Brant, that's a really good question. In your area, it can help to leave dead and dying trees in areas where they don't create a hazard. They may be used as roosting sites for bats. You can also create a garden to help attract insects that pollinate plants that feed the bats, contributing to the circle of life. And when visiting places where bats live, like caves, follow the rules for cleaning your shoes. I remember when we were at Mammoth Cave National Park, we had to... At the end of the cave, we had to wash our sh- our shoes with special liquid so we wouldn't give them to the bats. Yeah, it disinfected the bottom of our shoes in case we had the white fungus spores on our shoes. The name for the white fungus is, let's see if I can say this, Pseudogymnosacus destructanus. No, destructans. That's a long, funny name. Yeah, it's a scientific name. All species are given a two-part scientific name to contrast with their common names. A scientific name is the same in any language and provides a unique name for an organism such that two people can be sure that they are referring to the same organism. Do you remember what the scientific name for our species, humans, is? Homo sapiens? Good job! Let's share a little bit about the fire of 1947 in Acadia. It burned more than 10,000 acres of Acadia National Park. The National Park Service then went to work to rebuild from the ashes. 
Two crews, one hired by the park and one hired by the Rockefeller family, log selected park areas for timber salvage and to clean it up. Out of this tragedy, though, came some good news. Today's forest is different than what existed before the fire. Spruce and fir, which reigned before the fire, have given way to sun-loving trees such as birch and aspen. The fire increased diversity of tree species and the ages of the trees. Fire is sometimes good for forest. Yeah, fire is part of a cycle in most ecosystems. It reduces the amount of dead vegetation or plants and actually stimulates new growth. There are certain types of cones on trees that only open up during fires. It also improves the habitat for wildlife, many of the details park visitors imagine when they think of the national park. When we used to suppress fire, the ecosystems began to get out of balance. I have a joke for you. Which superhero was the fire crew always trying to recruit? Oh, which superhero was a fire department always trying to recruit? Hmm, I don't know. Which one? Probably not Superman. Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman. He would be a great firefighter. He is well equipped for that. Tell them about James Bond. Ooh, James Bond, the international spy from Acadia National Park. This is one of my favorite facts. James Bond was actually an ornithologist. Do you remember what an ornithologist is, Brant? Somebody who studied birds. Yeah, he studied birds and he had written some books about birds. And one of them was the birds of Mount Desert Island in Acadia National Park. He loved Acadia National Park and fell in love with studying birds there. Ian Fleming, who was the writer of the James Bond books, had real James Bond, the ornithologist books about birds, and stole his name for the main character. So James Bond is actually named after an ornithologist that loved Acadia National Park. That's cool! (laughs) Acadia National Park is a must-visit destination for nature lovers and outdoor enthusiasts. It offers a unique blend of natural beauty, rich cultural history, and a lot of fun activities. I hope you learned some fun facts about okay. Have fun exploring. Bye, and don't forget to do your Junior Ranger book. Thank you for joining us on National Parks for Kids, the podcast. We hope you learned some cool stuff. Join us next time. If you want to see more of our adventures, follow us on Instagram at National Parks for Kids. Check out our YouTube channel, National Parks for Kids. You can follow along and see pictures and videos of our trips to the national parks. Thanks for listening. Have fun adventuring.